Welcome to the Six Figure Speaker Spotlight, the podcast where we uncover the secrets of CEOs, entrepreneurs, and visionaries who've used public speaking to skyrocket their businesses and their bottom line. Get ready for captivating stories, valuable insights, and practical wisdom from the trailblazers who've mastered the art of the stage. I'm your host, Kelly O'Hara, and I'm thrilled to bring their experiences and expertise directly to you. Let's get started. Welcome, everyone, to another inspiring episode of the Six Figure Speaker Spotlight, the show that dives deep into the transformative power of public speaking and its profound impact on achieving professional, pinnacle, and business brilliance. Every week, we bring you voices that are not just heard but listened to, movers, shakers, and influencers whose words create waves in various industries. They are at the apex of their careers, and they're here to reveal insider secrets, share pivotal turning points, and even dish out some never-before-heard stories that have shaped their journey to the top. Today, we're about to introduce you to a very special personality who has journeyed through several evolutionary phases of professional life, emerging each time like a phoenix. Get ready to uncover the story of a woman who literally scripted her reality from wielding influence in the digital realm to empowering women to manifest their deepest desires and highest aspirations. Samantha Kuzuch is the visionary behind the Manuscripting Journal and the groundbreaking Manuscripting Method. With a career that blossomed post-college, Samantha embraced the entrepreneurial spirit venturing into the world where she became a veritable beacon of influence and a trusted coach in the social media business landscape. But as we'll find out today, her story took a compelling turn. Now Samantha's at the helm of a thriving e-commerce enterprise, all the while dedicating herself to a powerful mission, teaching women to harness their innate strength, step confidently into their power, and author the reality that not only seek but truly deserve. Her journey is one of transformation, tenacity, and testimony to the fact that when you speak your truth, the universe listens, and sometimes it speaks back. From influencing to manifesting, Samantha's professional metamorphosis is nothing short of inspirational, making her a voice you can't afford to miss. We are thrilled to have her here today and to explore what's been a multifaceted journey and dive into how communication, particularly public speaking, has been instrumental in her success story. Welcome, Samantha. Wow, Kelly, thank you so much for that introduction. Wow, I'm like, who is she talking about? Is that me? Like, I guess that's me. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I love it, I love it. And my favorite part is always this first part Tell me about your journey, Samantha. I want to hear about it. And the fact that you dove into entrepreneurship immediately after college, that stands out as kind of taking the unconventional road. Yes, it was extremely unconventional. Like This was over, over a decade ago, actually. Now it's like, wow, it's like, I can't even believe how fast time flies. But yeah, I was actually going to college to go to medical school. And I spent my entire high school, college years really studying, really working really hard to get the good grades, to get all the credits, to get all the things that I needed to go to med school. And upon my senior year of college, 
it hit me where it was just this feeling of like, wait, like this isn't what you're supposed to be doing. And it was the most confusing year and time of my life because one, I was so young and two, it's like, you know, you put in so much time and effort into something. Everyone's telling you you're doing the right thing. Everyone's telling you this is what you're supposed to be doing. Like I'm first generation immigrant. So my parents had really high expectations of me and my sister as well. You know, like you're basically going to be a doctor or a lawyer or something really prestigious in that aspect. And when I got that feeling, it was so confusing. But I am um, looking back. It's like, wow, it's like I'm so just in awe of myself to be so young and to go really against the grain of what everyone wanted for me and to make that decision to tell them, I actually like lied to my parents in the beginning and said like, you know what, I need to quote unquote, take a year off to just like take a break and like rest and like figure it out and slowly apply to med school and all of that sort of stuff deep down inside knowing like I had no intention of ever going back to school for that for, and just really stepping onto this, well, if not that, then what is it? And entrepreneurship was right there for me. And this was also during a time when entrepreneurship wasn't cool. Like it was actually looked down upon, like you're kind of a loser if you're an entrepreneur. It's not what it is today and what social media has made it today where it's so cool to be your own boss and own a company and all that sort of stuff. So it really lit a fire under my butt during that time because I had to prove everybody wrong that I wasn't making the wrong decision with not going to medical school. And then from there, I just kind of dove in. I dove into my strengths of what I found exciting, what I found fun. And at the time back then, like I'm 5'10". So I go straight into modeling and acting. And I did that a little bit throughout college because growing up, I was told, no, I can't do that. I have to focus on sports and school. Like that was it. No other extracurricular hobbies. I couldn't have a job. I couldn't do anything but focus on that So when I got to college, it was like this, like awakening in itself, like, oh, I'm free. Like, I don't have these rules anymore that I have to follow. So I really let loose in that and started finding myself. So out of college, I started doing that, which I became really good at. And I really enjoyed it. And then from there, everything else just kind of kind of built upon that. Like as I was in the modeling and acting industry, I was on a lot of different sets with producers, right? And I'm like, oh, well, you know, I could kind of learn how to do this. I can learn how to set up video cameras and lighting. And all of a sudden I'd created a video production company, which now what it is today is kind of like basically like the user generated content on Instagram, like the influencer stuff. Like I created a company doing that for businesses before influencers were even a word. Then from there, just by posting stuff on social media, I was heavily in the fitness space just because of all my, what I love to do. And I shared that. And all of a sudden I was a fitness influencer. Then from there, as I grew my presence and online stuff, people started asking me, Sam, how did you do that? So I was like, huh, I was like, well, I can teach you how. And then all of a sudden I'm a social media coach. And then from there it was, oh, well, Sam, it's like, I'm not an influencer, but I have a business and I want to start a business. How did you build all your businesses and how did you sell things online? So I was like, well, I know how to teach that. And then I all of a sudden became an online business coach. And then fast forward to 2020, when the pandemic hit, I was, I just started sharing my love for journaling and meditation to keep my mind right. And then my mindset positive during a time of uncertainty, during a time when everyone was, you know, panicking and in a negative mindset, like I still had, I was, you know, still had so many goals and things that I wanted to accomplish. And 
at the end of the day, I like deep down, I knew I was like, like, this is, it's not going to be like this the rest of our lives, but we can't let it suffocate us either. You have to keep going. So I just started sharing my journaling routine, like how I stayed focused, how I stayed focused on my goals, like how I wanted to change my life and all of that. And all of a sudden people started asking me, well, Sam, like, do you have a PDF download for this? And I was like, no, I don't like, what are you talking about? And that's when that intuitional hit hit once again, it's like, oh, you have something here because I thought this is something that everybody did. Doesn't everyone write down their goals? Doesn't everyone journal daily or at least weekly or something? Don't they meditate? Don't they do all these things to live this really positive lifestyle when everything else outside of us is usually negative and bringing us down? And I learned that like, no, they don't. So it was just over the last 10 years of just paying attention listening to myself and my desires. And I think it's because I started doing it at such a younger age when it came up time and time again, that feeling of like, oh, this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. I leaned into it even harder because I knew like, oh, that's where I'm supposed to go. So in a in a, in a really quick nutshell of like what the last 10 years have looked like, like that's been the foundation of how I got to where I am today. Oh my gosh, talk about somebody who's listening, who's paying attention and each thing, you can just tell just by your story, everything fell into place as it was supposed to, but you were listening and followed it. Mm -hmm. You followed that intuitive sense. So, and that's really how it works. Well, then I got to move on to the fact that you then created something called the manuscripting method Mm-hmm. And I think that's so intriguing. I want you to provide some details for us. Tell us how the concept applies in everyday professional life as well. Yeah. So how I even created this method for myself was actually in my 20s. So throughout my 20s, when I was like pivoting and finding myself and doing all these different things. And at the time, I was really I was I was chasing money. I had a big ego. I looked for external validation, right? I was an influencer at that point. Like I was, you know, doing things for the likes and the comments and the follows and all that sort of stuff. It was ultimately super really unhealthy. Because even though I was listening to my gut and intuition, at the same time, I wasn't listening to it fully. Like it only got me so far until I got scared to take those next leaps. And a lot of red flags started popping up with things that I was doing. And I started not paying attention to those things because I'm like, well, the money's really good. Well, I have this really nice condo and I have a luxury car now and I'm living the life. I'm working hard, playing hard, all those different things. And sure enough, what happens when you start ignoring your intuition or ignoring the red flags, right? You got to eventually meet that rock bottom. And I did. And I actually ended up getting those typical night out on the weekends after a long week of working really hard and being in my 20s. And I lived in Scottsdale, Arizona, which if anyone knows anything about that, it's like a little tiny mini Las Vegas in a sense, right? Like people go out party and that's what we would do. And one night I ended up getting arrested. And it was something over so stupid, like so petty, like no one got hurt. No one got like, like crazy trouble. It was, it was so, so petty, but that was my wake up call. That was the wake up call of like, Sam, I went and spent the night in jail. And the next day I woke up and I'm like, what the F are you doing? Like, even though you're so quote unquote successful, you're not fully living the life that you are meant to be. You're not fulfilling your dreams and your goals of the woman that you are supposed to be. And the universe literally shook me and woke me up. So that first week after that, I felt so much shame, so much guilt. Like 
it's like getting arrested. It's like, I'm not the girl that this happens to, right? Like my family was really ashamed of me. And like, they thought I was crazy at this point because they already didn't agree with my lifestyle. They're like, you're an entrepreneur. Like what? They don't even know what that is. Like, how are you making money? Like, you know, it was very, everything was just so unknown to them. So that first couple of weeks after that happening, I really started looking into myself and I started researching online, which at the time, again, this is a time in social media where we don't have life coaches out there like we do today. We don't have inspirational posts and Instagram stories and all that sort of stuff where, you know, you can literally just tap into social media and learn how to change your life. Back then it was like, you basically had like what Oprah and Tony Robbins and you had to like buy their CDs. So there wasn't this big huge thing to help you change your life. So I had to do that digging and I watched the secret. That was one of the first movies that I came across. And that's when I first kind of learned about, Oh, like we're the creators of our reality. Like, okay. Like this manifestation stuff, like what is this? And I grew up super religious a very religious family. So I was never exposed to this other thought processes of like, how we are the creators of our life. And I became obsessed. I was like, I want to learn more about this. Like this, just understanding that part of like, oh, I can literally think about what I want, write it down, visualize it, and then take action steps towards it. And even though saying it out loud, it sounds so silly. It's like, sounds so simple, right? But it's like, most people don't understand that, that like you can do that. So I started really diving into the self-development and mindset work. And as I was doing this, I was ready. I was ready to shake everything up in my world. Like I was ready to get rid of this dream apartment that I now had, my car, my city, my everything. I was ready to just like go after my dream. So I literally wrote down exactly how I wanted it to feel. What's truly been holding me back? What about with me, with my mindset, with my friends, with my health, with how I was treating myself, like all these different things and really just started writing all that stuff out. And then slowly but surely, I just started taking insane action on it action on it to the point, like at this point, my parents had totally thought I'd lost my mind. Like here I am like 26 years old. I decided one day that I'm going to pack up my entire apartment. I'm going to go to California. Cause at the time I knew, um, I wanted to really tap into more of this modeling and acting. Like I was really good at it, but I was always afraid. Like I seen so many people move to LA and not make it or like struggle and all that sort of stuff. And that was holding me back. I'm like, well, if they can't do it, I can't either, but I did it anyway. And my life completely started changing. Like Looking back, it's like wild with how many things that I'd wrote down on this piece of paper that I thought were just like so far-fetched and things that I put on my vision board had like started coming true. But it's because I was taking that aligned action towards going after those things and going after those goals that things started to change. So then fast forward to the pandemic. And when I started talking about this stuff online, it's like, when I had hit my personal, what I considered a rock bottom, when I was like in my mid twenties with getting arrested and all of that, I knew that feeling, even though it wasn't going on around in the world, it was my world at that time when I felt like, like every, all the things. So that's why I just started sharing it. And people were like, oh my gosh, like I need further support with this. So when it came to the manuscripting method, it's stuff that I've been doing for already seven, eight years to create the life that I wanted. And now I was able to put it into an entire journal and book with like every single thing from all the questions that I had, all the different methods and even like the little, I don't even want to call them like, they're not like spiritual rituals, but rituals like daily routines that I did to make sure when I wake up, 
I'm taking care of my mindset first. Throughout the day, I'm checking in with myself. Even in the evening, like I am in control of my life. And no matter what anyone says around me or whatever is said on the news or on social media or the government or anything like that, like it's not going to mess with my head because I know ultimately I am the creator of my reality. So I literally just put all of those questions, all of those methods, all of that into this journal and created it and launched it. And at the time, I didn't even know how to create or launch an e-commerce business. Like I've been all digital online my entire career at this point. And I just dove in and I learned, I got obsessed with that. So just getting obsessed with watching YouTube videos, listening to podcasts on e-commerce and just learning all the things and just doing it, like taking that action. And then, yeah, so that's how it was born. And that's how I'm sitting here in front of you today. I love that story. (laughs) And it's true, you know, the vision board concept, you know, people sometimes will scoff at it, but I'm here to tell you, it focuses you. And it allows you to dream. And you're absolutely right. I had the same vision board. It was amazing. And everything, you're right. Things came true that you thought, well, this really, how does this happen? But it does happen because you get real Mm -hmm. clear and writing's another level of creation. Mm -hmm. And it really gets Mm -hmm. you right on point. So I, I could not agree more. And what an exciting journey you're having. And then putting it to work to share it with everybody else is brilliant. So so now you're in e-commerce, you know, it's a crowded field. I got to ask you, how how has public speaking like tangibly helped you cut through all that noise and grow your business? How did you do it? Oh my gosh, public speaking has been huge. And I mean, we launched or I launched this company during COVID, right? There was no public speaking. You had you had a camera and you had online, you had Zooms, you had masterclasses and all of that. But slowly, even over this last year of public speaking, oh my gosh, it's been huge. Nothing replaces the energy of being in person, being on a stage in front of like real human beings. Um it is just so magical because right away it's like, you know, I mean, and I've been an, a digital creator for so long. Like I've, I've ran so many zooms and masterclasses and lives and all this sort of stuff, but to be on stage and public speak and like you immediately have that connection with your audience. You can look into their eyes, you can see their reactions, you can see their shifts in their energy. And you know, when something, when you say something and something just lands and they just like light up, it's, it's it's something I wish I could do literally every single day just to get in front of people and connect with them and to connect with that with the message of, you know, sharing my message of how powerful you are as a creator and what is possible. So public speaking is like, like I said, like I wish I wish this is something I could do every single day with my audience. Well, it's intoxicating, especially yeah. when you're living your passion, which clearly you are. So now I'm going to ask you then, because, you know, a lot of great success is built on challenges that come up or failures you learn from. So we don't want to bypass that. And Mm -hmm. in any facet of business, you know, very much in the public speaking arena, not everything's rainbows and unicorns. You know, Mm -hmm. for instance, audience engagement, it's unpredictable. You know, maybe can you share with us an instance so that other people feel that this is real and that it's not like you don't get stumbling blocks. Has there ever been a time when maybe, 
I don't know, your communication approach didn't land as expected, or maybe you tried a technique that you thought would resonate and it ended up falling flat. What did you do? Has it happened? And what did you do with that? Oh, yeah, it has totally happened. I'm like laughing because there's a certain, like, I never say the same speech on stage over and over. I'm not the type to memorize something and repeat it all the time. I'll have a good structure, but it's always like, I I will literally try and study one. And then the second I get on stage, it goes out the window. Like I am tuning in and channeling whatever needs to come through for this audience. So it's really funny, but I'll always pull, you know, different stories or examples of something that, you know, is, is, I know lands. And there was this one case specifically where I shared this story. And um, I don't know if you wanted me to like, kind of like share what that story is, but I did, I, I shared it and you could just see just complete crickets in the audience. And usually it's like, you know, cause I'm, I'm also interacting with the audience. And I think that's a really big one for public speakers is I always set the room up for engagement. Like I tell them, like, as I get on stage, as I'm introducing myself, I'm like, I want this to be interactive. I want to hear from you. If something lands, raise your hand, clap, scream out loud. Like I want to know that this is landing. So that's one of the first things that I do because I had learned over time. If I don't do that, everyone just thinks they have to be quiet. And I hate that because I, I need that energy. I need to know where are you at? Do I need to go further on this topic? Do I need to, you know, pivot? Did it land? You know, that sort of stuff. So I'm a very engaging speaker, but there was one specific time where it's like, I, I shared something and I'm like, you know, like, yeah, like raise your hand if this is you. And like, nobody did. And I'm like, okay then. And it was Honestly, I was kind of like, I was shocked in that moment because I'm like, wow, this has never not landed in a group. So this was like, a, like, and it wasn't any sort of special different group either. It was so crazy. But honestly, like I landed and my fiance was standing at the back of the room, actually recording this one for me. And I just lock eyes with him because what's funny is he had told me as he would like hear me, pra- hearing me practice, he had like told me, he's like, that one I don't think will land today. Like he just, I've never heard him say anything like that before. And I'm like, yes, it will. Like, of course, like, why wouldn't it? It's always landed. And sure enough, he was right. But I literally locked eyes with him as in the, like for a second at the whole, like, (laughs) right. And I'm like, and I just, honestly, I went on to the next thing because in that moment, it's like, you got to just keep going because if you stop and if you try to like explain it a little more or make it like, it didn't land, move on. So that was my, honestly, my most memorable experience. I think it's probably because it was one of the most recent ones, but I'm just like noted. And literally you better believe in the car on the way home. I was like, okay, I need to restructure this. I need to come up with something to like, make sure it resonates in different audiences and not just, you know, one-offs here and there, but that's what I did. I just, I just acknowledged it. And just kept going. And I'm like, whatever. And then the next one, you know, the next thing landed. And, you know, I'm like, okay, God, got him back, got him back. So you just got to keep going. <laughs> That's perfect. That's exactly the kind of story that really serves people because everybody's got failures or everybody's mm-hmm. got setbacks, but really it just makes you up your game the <laughs> next time. And you find another way, another opportunity Mm-hmm. to touch an audience if that happens again. Yes, exactly. It will happen again. 
yes. it's not a perfect mm-hmm. road, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so on that subject of, you know, staying relevant is also key in any industry, right? So how do you update your knowledge or how do you avoid, you know, the downside to any trends that are going on? How do you keep ahead of the game? Yeah, I keep ahead of the game by not falling into the trends too deeply or not basing my brand around trends. I think a lot of people or companies get caught up in doing what's popular all the time. And that's so exhausting. So for example, like say right now with like different trends going on, like, of course it comes from social media, right? I see that right now, there's not many things super trendy right now. And those people that rely on things that are trends, I think are struggling because they don't know their own voice. They don't know their own like brands kind of a thing. So what I do is I'm just, it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's a mix because I don't like to stay too tuned in into what everyone else is doing because I don't want to be diluted myself by everyone else's impact on me. I know that I am a powerful, like, and even when I say channel, like, I don't want to sound like any sort of way, but I know the downloads that I receive of what needs to be taught, of what needs to be said, of what needs to be brought to life. Like, I trust that so fully that when I am preparing for speaking engagement, or even when I'm preparing to put out any sort of content or anything like that, I literally just like learn to tune into myself and follow my intuition. Like what do, like, for example, my community is women, like, what do these women need to hear today? Like, what is it that's on their heart? And sometimes, you know, I'll tap into by even asking my community of like, Hey, what are you struggling with? Hey, what do you want to learn more of? Um, Just to kind of get a little bit of feedback, but I am very much in my community of trying like listening to where they're at and meeting them where they're at as well. So I hope that's a helpful answer because when I start falling into the, you know, scrolling consistently on social media, watching tons of YouTubes or paying attention to what everyone else is doing, I start feeling confused myself. I'm like, well, well, what am I supposed to be saying? You know? So I, I try every now and then I'll go into that just to see what's going on. But ultimately like I'm just tuning back into me and what needs to be said. And it's kind of wild, but like it's been working. <laughs> so I, I just keep doing it that way. That's perfect. If it's working, yeah. don't stop. Yeah. Uh, Samantha, I cannot thank you enough for your time and for being here today and sharing. You know, a lot of people are so intrigued by the idea of being an influencer. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people that leap into it. And then there's those outside that wonder what's life really like and how do you set yourself apart from everybody else? And I think you've given us really the message in the end is be true to yourself. If you have a message, it'll come through you. Share that. Don't try to be like anybody else. And I thank you so much for opening up about the intricacies of, you know, your professional voyage and especially e-commerce and social media. That's such a hot topic these days. And you being a major influencer for women who are ready to step into their power and create their reality. I would encourage everybody to visit Samantha's website. It's manuscripting. 
www.kimberlyhoffman.com to get mm-hmm. to know her better. Mm-hmm. Um, I know now I've had a couple of conversations with Samantha and I can't wait till the next one because she's just lit up from the inside. That's how I felt about her the minute I met her. It's like she swallowed a light bulb. I don't know. It's just such a great quality. And I want to say to this community that we're bringing together, it's Mm -hmm. turning out to be really quite special. And I'm, I'm finding it's, it's really filled with those who aspire to inspire and are driven by the desire to create and lead others along the way. What could be better? It's like uh, the echo of everything you've been through and the skills you've mastered and the principles you stand for. And once you've accomplished that, the best of the best know the importance of sharing and encouraging others and that ends up feeding your soul Mm -hmm. so with that in mind make sure you catch our next episode because we've got more great conversations lined up with you with amazing people like samantha really thank you samantha and we're looking for people you know we love to dive deep into what it means to truly succeed through speaking your truth our show it's real it's raw and it's all here waiting for you in our next catch up. So I'm Kelly O'Hara, and this is the Six Speaker Spotlight. And just keep making your mark, and we'll do it together one story at a time. Until next time. I want to thank you for joining us on this episode of the Six Figure Speaker Spotlight. We hope you enjoyed this deep dive once again into the remarkable stories and insights of our incredible guests. Their experiences and wisdom are not just meant to inspire you, but to provide you with actionable steps to take on your own path to success. Remember, you have a story to tell, and your voice has the power to transform your business and make lasting impact. If you found value in today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the Six Figure Speaker Spotlight wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an empowering conversation. We'd also appreciate it if you could leave us a review and share the show with your friends, colleagues, and your fellow visionaries. Until next time, keep speaking, keep growing, and keep reaching to make your difference. This is Kelly O'Hara, signing off from the Six Figure Speaker Spotlight.